millennials. No. All right. So this podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martel in our own personal capacity. The opinions that we express on this show are our own, and they do not reflect any of our personal affiliations. So we are about to, we typically get started with our clip, and we got something good for y'all today. I hope y'all are ready for this um, clip I'm about to pull up. I guess I'm gonna keep my phone up. Where's it at? All right, here we go. This is a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. They're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. Because Target should be on the streets with us calling for the justice that our people deserve. Where was AutoZone at the time when Philando Castile was shot in a car, which is what they actually represent? Where were they? So if you are not coming to the people's defense, then don't challenge us when young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay, you are paying instigators to be among our people out there throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them. Not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. Charge them everywhere. That's the bottom line. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. We learned violence from you. We learned violence from you. The violence was what we learned from you. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. Straight like that. Period. Straight like that. Like there's, there's literally nothing else to say, but everything she said about our current status in this country right now, um, all, all the bullshit that we've been dealing with 
um, yeah, I, I watched that video and one, I already love Tamika. So that for those that when we play this back that aren't watching, that is Tamika Mallory. Um, she was speaking um, on behalf of, you know, the protests that are happening and of course the rioting and the looting that is also happening. Um, it didn't just come from nowhere. So we had to share those words uh, to kind of get this show started because yes, we're gonna talk about um, today's primaries, but we gotta address um, what's currently happening. So there's a lot to be addressed. There's a lot to be discussed. Um, <clears throat> so I'm sure everybody already knows, you know, um, I guess there, we don't have to talk about everything because everybody knows what, what happened with, with George Floyd. Um, everybody knows what happened with Breonna Taylor, you know? Um, so we don't have to kind of recap that. Um, I think we just need to talk about what's happening now and how there are people, there are a lot of people, let's start with the positive part. There are a lot of people that have spoken up and stepped up and gave money and gave time and used their platform but there's a lot of people that have not. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of what's happening now, right? Yeah. Uh, I think there are some people that focus on uh, the rioting, but not what happened that caused the rioting. And that's something I know we're gonna discuss later. Um, but this isn't new. This isn't new. Like, this isn't the first time that we've had these discussions like me, you've had these discussions, or we, as a as a as a whole or collective, have had these discussions. We've been talking about this, you know. It's been years. It's been a decade when we were we've had these had these conversations. Our parents, you know, our fathers have had these conversations about injustices back to Mamiya Beta was in Pittsburgh and Johnny Gamage. So, this isn't some new thing that all of a sudden we're we're on. Like we grew up in this. You know what I'm saying? Like we knew about these things. Like we was those kids holding those protest signs. And you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, we're here to, to use this platform to talk about all the injustices, you know what I'm saying? But mainly a lot of stuff that's happening with the George Floyd case. Right, I mean, I think the George, the George Floyd case right now has, um, it, it's the straw right now, you know? It's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's the, it's that it's that time something about this one just feels different i don't i don't know if it's necessarily um just the the severity of it but even just the reactions of you know non-black folks you know people are like okay this is just this isn't this isn't an isolated event this isn't um a coincidence, you know, there is a real issue in our country when it comes to racism and white supremacy and these systems that have been put in place to keep us um, down and oppressed. And uh, I just, there's just been so much happening this week, you know, from, from stemming from this case with George Floyd, um, they've even, they've completely, you know, bypass the district attorney, you know, there's no faith in that system. And so now the attorney general, um, Keith Ellison 
has been given this case. And um, he's a black man. Um, I want to say, I heard Keith speak uh, in 2017. I went to, I feel horrible that I always do this, but uh, I went to Local Progress, a conference that was in Minneapolis and he spoke and just even him talking about being the first uh, Muslim American to be, you know, elected into his position. Um, it does show something, but there's still systemic issues that not even the district attorney. So that means a new district attorney is needed. Um, but also the amount of pressure that we have to realize that we as people that fund these institutions because they take our tax dollars, have to hold them accountable. We can't just say, oh, that's the way it is. That's why it stays the way it is, because we just say that. We don't, we don't do anything to change it from that being just the way it is. I, I can't accept that. Like, um, you know, after, you know, I didn't watch the video. Um, I knew that my heart, my soul, my spirit just could not witness that. I, I didn't need to see it to know that it was um, a problem. Uh, last week, I had the opportunity to work with my pastor, the young people uh, that are, they're current college students now, but they're home because of the pandemic. And they wanted to do something to express their frustration about what's going on. Um, so we literally created a video that just discussed, um, you know, state sanctioned killings of black folks. Right. And um, as we went through all the different people and all the different names that have come before and the new names that we now have post George, because there have been some more people that have been killed. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's always like, damn, like, it, it, it took us to get this far. So um, I am hopeful because I, I, I feel like I, that's the only thing I can kind of put that energy out of like, maybe we're going to see something different this time. Um, I do have faith in Keith Ellison and I think that he will hopefully be able to um, bring about charges for all four police officers. Right. Um, and I just hope we don't lose this fire that we have right now to demand that this is it. Like we're done. Yeah. Um, nah, I, we're, there's too much, there's too much energy towards it. There's too many people that are stepping into the realm of, of using their privilege or using their platform to have these discussions and make impacts. So I'm definitely optimistic on that front. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that are just kind of waking up to it and just saying that enough is enough. Um, and also, um, I, I feel like there's a precedent set in Minnesota because there was an officer that shot a woman and uh, received like 12 years. And so there's there's already something set where it's like... Yeah, he was a brown officer, though. Yeah, yeah. but they have there has to be like, listen, there's already been a precedent that's been set about officers in this state mm -hmm. receiving jealousy and being punished. And now you got this one on mm -hmm. tape. You got the independent examiner that said that it was it was murder. Basically, this person was killed from asphyxiation. Um, so I'm glad they had the independent. They really know. tried to say he died from a heart attack. 
They, they would try to say there was there was potential and toxins in his and his all this other kind of stuff. But this is the thing though, right? They go to get your health record, and this is why like I be trying to find a new doctor. And if anybody know a black male doctor in Pittsburgh, put them in the comment because there's a thing is like they go on there anytime you go to the doctors are saying, Oh, you got high blood pressure because you just had a long day and you was rushing to the doctor's appointment, your blood pressure was high. You know what I'm saying? And it's higher when you go to the doctor before you leave the office. So yeah. they're going to put that on there. Or some other stuff about hypertension. Or you already know the charts wild so that everybody's obese and all this. So they're going to put this on your health record. This way, do the black folks so then they can validate all that kind of stuff if these things happen to you. So I'm pretty sure some of that stuff was on that man's record. And that brother looked healthy. I don't think he had some of those issues that he was dealing with. And that definitely didn't cause him to die. So it's like that's weak that you're going to use these kind of things against us. You know what I'm saying? Like you blame us for having these things, but then now you're gonna say, "Well, oh, this this, this caused this." So I'm glad that they did that. Um, and he's definitely getting time, and the pressure's on, and that other officers definitely won't get time. And and trust me, everybody's gonna find out them other two accomplices that laid on that man's lower half and and kept him there as well. Wow, so, tough. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, all that all that's gonna come out. All that's gonna find out, and then also. They worked at a nightclub together. Yes. And so um, I was listening to Attorney Crump. So if they find, if they can find some kind of connection, they knew each other, then they're going to go for premeditated. So yeah, no, nah, he's definitely, he's not. Yep. I definitely saw that. I definitely saw that. Um, oh, all the people showing up. Thank y'all so much for everybody that's hopping on uh, our live. Um, I was able to edit my page too we kind of wanted to also honor the lives of some folks so you'll see on my page i have um brianna taylor um shout out to martel you better pick that fro <laughs> and martel if you want to share yeah, man, my name is it's going to be george floyd for the duration on these zoom calls that i had Mm -hmm. know who I am, but my mm -hmm. name is George Floyd, so you can't turn the screen off, or you can't turn yeah, Some people yeah. can unplug this. Some yep. people can unfollow. Some yep. people can unfriend or yep. not want stories, and this goes away. But yep. we live this. This is every day. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? When I wake up, these are what my thoughts are around. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, we can't just turn it off. We can't just ignore it mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, so... We will keep following up on that case, y'all, because it is far from over. We know how that goes. Um, now, post that, we have our protest and the rioting. I think, you know, Tamika, like I said in the beginning of this, pretty much, like, said everything on how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, autumn businesses will be okay. Now, I do want us to, like, not destroy Black-owned businesses, but... Um, I think we also know protesters aren't the ones that are doing the, that are doing this craziness. Mm -hmm. so I, I I have to say this too. Um, I've been trying to watch news um, in other cities, finding people on lives that are at the protests in other cities, listening to police radio, all that different kind of stuff in other cities, and. Um, the report here in Pittsburgh is that there was four white dudes that started tearing up the police car and setting on fire. The cars that were just randomly sitting there? There. There was just there was just there, like this was Grand Theft Auto and there's just the car. But I digress. 
because um, how far away were the officers that, that drove that car there? But we'll, we'll come back to that. But then I was listening to some news in Miami, and the protests were peaceful in Miami. And then the reporter said, somebody said there was four men that start smashing the windows out of a car and setting on fire. So I'm like, so how many cities is it the same thing where there's one part of the protest, four dudes, mm-hmm. a police car, and it gets started? Mm-hmm. Because you realize that that's kind of the thing that sparks in a lot of cities. So that's just something to think about, you know. But you got people that are just trying to say honor, honor George Floyd. Man, are you? Have you honored George Floyd? Yeah. Have you honored, uh, honored Alton Sterling or Sandra Bland? So don't come now talking about honor, honor this or whatever. Honor these, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I'm feeling because I'm tired of people trying to deflect from the real life issue, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and then we're going to talk about this real quick too because I made a status. All lives matter. Yo, at this point, it's hate speech, baby. It is. Period. It you, is. You can't say that no more. I'm tired of going on statuses and people being in solidarity and the people either thinking they're in solidarity or just trying to just deflect and say all lives matter, you know, and then be trying to push back on it. I'm going to say this. I had a, I had a back and forth with a judge. Mm-hmm. Say that name. Well, all you know how to say his last name. Bill K. Bill K. William K. Was talking about all lives matter. And then I said all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And this man, for at least two and a half hours, went back and forth with me and at least five other people. I hopped in. Oh, I see you. I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, hopping in the ring, sis. That's all we got to do. And trying to really, like, dig your heels in around the All Lives Matter thing. And then I, does it hurt you to say Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. Does it pain you to say Black? Because if it does, then there's a deeper problem with you. Mm-hmm. you know? So there ain't, no all, there ain't no more All Lives Mattering. Nah. It's obvious whose lives matter, obvious whose lives ain't been mattering. Mm-hmm. No, been the black lives and the brown lives mm-hmm. and the native lives. You know what I'm saying? Because another thing, and I want to also discuss this too, is Minneapolis and the way they said powder keg is a lot of people have been turning a blind eye to the fact that Native Americans have been harassed by police up there for decades, and so have brown people. And if you look at that murderer cop, he got a record of shooting a Native American man, shooting a Latino man, and also almost killing a young black man in 2008, now killing George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, how are you still on the force when you've killed all these men of color before? Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening in Minneapolis, too. And that's why it's blowing up, because yeah. it's Native lives, it's Latino lives, it's black lives. And that's, what the, and that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? And we got to remember that, too. Like, that's... That's the norm in a lot of places. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping that this will bring together those communities because a lot of times we be trying to play struggle Olympics and there's no need for that. You know what I'm saying? That's the time we got to come together, leverage our resources and develop agendas. You know what I'm saying? And create communities there. So this is the time for that. So that's something. Make sure y'all check out that episode 11 because Summer League definitely dropped a lot of things that we need to be talking about that's on our agenda because we don't have one. Um, not one that's set at least. And I also do want to say like, there's definitely some work that's happening from some uh, black electeds across the country. Um, because we know that 
at the end of the day, we don't recognize our political power, but we do have political power the same way we have buying power. Like right. we've been, we have been used as, as a, as a pawn within this capitalist, uh, society in this country because we spend our money but we we haven't um we haven't quite figured out how to keep our dollars within ourselves still exactly. also because of other issues within this system of oppression as to why we don't have businesses loans all of that um we probably should have camille on an episode so we could really get into the business about uh black businesses Camille been going in too. Camille. She been going in, yes, because there, there's so many levels to these issues that we have. It is there is not one thing, and that's why shout out to everybody playing their part because we all have a part to play in this work. Everybody's everybody's role is not to be protesting. Everybody's role isn't to run for office, but everybody has a role and something that they can do to um, move us forward, whatever right. that may be. And we have to work together so we can figure it out. Um, what is it that is best for you to to serve? What's your What's your best way to serve? How do you give Brandon. back? Brandon said we got Brandon. Yeah, bro. We yeah, man. I appreciate you, bro. I definitely appreciate what you do. <laughs> definitely got you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Democratic our- Party alone shows us how much they depend on the power of the black vote. They sure do. They yeah. sure do because that's why Hillary didn't win because we didn't show up because we wasn't, we, we clearly weren't feeling like we were being talked to or um, work, like it, it wasn't it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to make sure we don't miss anything, no. Um, so yeah, I, what else? There was something else I want, oh! So I didn't put this on there, but I forgot to bring up um, the Breakfast Club this week had Rush Limbaugh on. Did, Did you that already happen? Yeah, that happened yesterday. Ah oh, man, I wanted to I'm see I'm going to send you to YouTube. Literally, we, we Dante, it was 1.58, and he was like, they about to go on at 2 o'clock. But I have the YouTube link. I'll make sure I share it. But Rush Limbaugh on The Breakfast Club uh, was definitely necessary conversation. It was very quick. It wasn't a long conversation. Um... The one one point Rush Limbaugh had made, you know, white privilege came up, and uh, one thing I, I I recognized from that particular statement, and I tweeted about it, and I hashtag Rush Limbaugh's name. So of course, all the MAGA supporters was like, all in my Twitter, and someone basically said about white privilege, they don't believe in it. I'm sure it was a white liberal that came up with the term. You want to use that term to make me feel like I did something wrong. And I said, see, that's where you got it messed up. Because at the end of the day, you're born into the privilege that you have as a white person. You're, you, there's nothing you can do. When you pop out and you're white, you have privilege. It's not good or bad you just got it now when you're older and you recognize that you have this privilege and how you utilize that privilege is where it comes into if you are doing something wrong or not and so the way he basically was coming at me i was like so first of all i say nothing about republican or democrat second of all i am not your vote blue no matter who i will write my name in before i just vote for no matter who and 
Um, I said, and you're also so worried about me making a point when I say white privilege to tell you that you're wrong. That's not what I said. It's just the fact that there is something called white privilege and you have it. And what are you doing with it? Are you using it to break down these systems or are you using it to maintain them so you can continue to benefit? That's where the issue lies. And, um, the deflection is just, it's wild to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm all open to having a conversation with someone who um, has a different opinion than me. But what I will also say to that conversation is, you're not gonna shut me down. You're not gonna make me like limit what I know is to be right. Mm-hmm. And you can have your opinion just like I'm gonna have mine, but don't put words in my mouth, just like you don't want me to put words in your mouth. Right. Um, so that was an interesting conversation. I think everybody should go listen to that YouTube clip. And I hope that, um, platforms like the breakfast club, same with ours has, you know, we have those conversations more, um, because there's, we are in such a polarized, um, space when it comes to our politics. And if we do remain, in that that way we're we're it's just not going to be good you know because we're never going to accomplish anything because we're not hearing each other at all no nah. and and brandon said one thing he said you ain't fitting the gas like me either and that's what no. happened when you had these conversations with these conservatives mm-hmm. white liberals they like they're blind to stuff or they don't think that these things are happening or you're looking too deeply into this or it didn't happen because this person was black mm-hmm. it, it because of this or because of that, you know, and, and we have to stop that, stop that because this is the thing. There has to be some learning from lived experiences, right? So you can't tell me about experiences that I have lived and that you have lived. You can't tell me about those experiences, mm-hmm. right? So it happens a lot of times that people try to try to tell you about your experience or, why this had happened to you. You can't tell me about what happened to me and why it happened to me. Just yeah. listen. Yeah. You know? So yeah, bro, you ain't fitting a guess like me neither about some real life stuff that happened to me that some I could have lost a life or a job or a limb based on whatever you trying to say didn't happen because I'm black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that has to stop too. Yeah. And, and we have to get to the point where everything's either racist or anti-racist. You know what I'm saying? And there's I love a, that whole thing coming out. And you know, I've, I've been seeing it everywhere. Dr. Ibrahim Kennedy, I just got put onto this brother last year. He came to Pittsburgh. I heard him speak. And basically, he breaks everything down to racist or anti-racist. And that's where I'm at the point now, where it's either you're racist or you're anti-racist. There's nothing in between. There's not nothing. I, I wrote a letter one time. I wrote a letter one time to Bob Dole, so there's no way that I'm racist. Or I have a, 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 a great-grandchild, or I got a second cousin on my other side, on my niece's side, this half-black, so there's no way I'm racist. We're yeah. not going on that either. It's either you're racist or you're anti-racist. If you're not working to make sure that their systems are corrected, if you're not working on using any platform of privilege that you have to make sure that black people, people of color, minorities, immigrants are treated fairly, you're racist then, period. There's nothing in between because this is the thing, we're talking about privilege, so that means that everybody has a privilege in a space. Even if the privilege is, is a softball league in your city, 
There's yep. privilege there. So yep. everybody has a place where they can make some impact with their privilege. So you can't say that you don't do nothing and you don't have a space because that's weak too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm calling stuff weak. And that's super weak for people that kind of have that approach or that mindset. You know what I'm saying? So it's racist, it's anti-racist. There's nothing else in the middle. You know what I'm saying? That's it, y'all. That's, it. that's why I said all lives matter is, is hate speech from now on. Because if you say that to me, then I'm thinking it's you saying to me that my life don't matter. You're deflecting off the fact that we ain't, black lives ain't matter for 400 years. We just had the anniversary of Tulsa Rise yesterday. So you can't tell me on June 1st, 1921, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in Greenwood, and Pine, mm-hmm. that black lives was mattering. Mm-hmm. They wasn't. They wasn't. So, so we're missing all of that now. And anybody that say that to me going forward, you're racist. And you can quote me whatever. If 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 that comes out around, racist. That's how it is, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No more playing around or trying to educate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. You know yeah. what it is. <laughs> Brandon, you better say that, Brandon. <laughs> Um, no, so as we did have a question, Annie says, should we keep inviting, keep inviting white people into our spaces or demand that we be in theirs? So I personally, um, I just had this conversation with a friend earlier. Um, I'm, I'm pretty particular about folks that I, I allow in my space. And one thing that I will say, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I say this in a sense of, I don't feel like I need to not invite in a general sense white people, but like what Marty said, if you're not anti-racist, then no, you can't be in my space. Like, unless we're having a conversation so we can understand each other. No. Um, And I think, I think another point that I want to make with that question, Annie, too, is you ever think about when you look at people's pictures, like your friends, and I know, like, sometimes I have, whether it's former coworkers or people who, you know, you're friends with them on social media, and when it's white friends, you literally can look through their pictures and you never see a black person. It's like how you, you literally can navigate in your life and not need to connect and network with non-white people but me as a black woman let my network be only black people in pittsburgh like what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do like that's that's real so those are the kind of things that the conversations that we should have with people for the understanding of like why we have these feelings like when you can tell someone or talk to someone and it's like, well, how many black, like, do you ever hang out with black people? Like, do you have like regular, you know, conversations of understanding with someone who grew up completely different from you? And that to me is telling of um, where people stand kind of, like you don't even realize that you don't have to navigate in this world um, connected to people who look different than you like you don't have to do that and that that to me is the problem or is a problem um yeah that's how i feel about that and he was saying more so in the context of russian a breakfast club and real quick shout out annie i love annie hey virgo podcast 
So shout out, shout out, shout out. I love y'all. Well, shout and, uh, hey, Yams. Um, I think for me though, um, I think it depends on the person that you're inviting into the space, right? Because I'm gonna be real with you, Ash. I don't never want Candace Owens on our damn show. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a white person, but that's as far opposite as us as we're going to get. But I wouldn't even want her on here. I wouldn't even want to give her no shine. I wouldn't want her bring her into the space. So, Andy, like, when it comes to stuff like that, no. Nah, I think there's certain people that you got to keep out of the zone because why are you here? You know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of people that be on that kind of antagonistic kind of stuff. Tommy really, Warren. Tommy would never be on this show. Like, no. Nah, like, they're coming into your space the hog to take your mic. Yeah. Ultimately take your mic and and not really be there to build conversation. Mm -hmm. So if people's gonna be on that, nah man, you're not gonna be on BPM with us. You know what I'm saying? Like peace. Like nah. I agree so, with that. so I think it it depends on the individual. You know what I'm saying? But I like I think because also I'm gonna be honest with you, before the whole pandemic hit, we talked about having some some white electeds in our area that were running on our show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really wanted to bring Jess Benham on. I think she would have been a great guest and we had a great conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it, it comes down to who it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still want Sarah on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get Connor Lamb on here. So, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's people that have the same righteous mission or on the same page. And then some people were like, well, it's cool to have debates and all of that, but Rush Limbaugh is not a person that you're going to have any kind of productive or empowering or encouraging conversation about. It's going to be an argument or he's going to deflect or he's going to ignore you. You know what I'm saying? And me personally, my energy is too precious. So, so here's I mean? what I'll say about that, though, with this episode on The Breakfast Club, because I think Charlemagne, <laughs> DJ Envy, and uh, Angela Yee are good interviewers, especially Charlemagne, because um, even him on Brilliant Idiots, sometimes I'd be like, oh, you're pissing me off. But he kind of knows how to pull, like, that's just a, you know, a good journalist can interview like that. And Rush, on the episode, they didn't allow him to, like, control it. They controlled that interview, and they they prodded on this, you know, they, they didn't move off the topics that they wanted, you know, they, they made sure they asked the questions like, well, you say privilege don't matter, but if George was white, we wouldn't be talking about this. Right. You know, so the back and forth I thought was good dialogue. Not that it was productive. I think they ended that literally agreeing to disagree, but if you don't hear it, cause I don't listen to Rush Limbaugh. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. but I don't listen to him. So to listen to him in that capacity, I, I, I liked it. Everyone might not like it, but I did. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got to, we've got to figure out how to navigate. So we understand how other people are navigating because at the end of the day, we're all in the same we're all dealing with the same politics basically. So that's just what I liked. And I hope they do it again. And I hope they have a longer conversation. They talked to Joe Biden longer than they talked to him, but Joe stayed on the call longer too. So that could be why. You heard Joe Biden's statement today? Nope. I, I, so with the blackout Tuesday, I literally did nothing but look at black content all day, shared it. Um, I like, and 
It actually made me feel good to do that. So no, I didn't see what Joe said. Unless he was announcing his black VP, I didn't. No, I got, a, I got, a, I got a feeling it's gonna be Kamala Harris. I got, a, I got. A, really not Val. I, I don't. Some, some's telling me that's what it's gonna be. I like Val Demings. Um, I, I definitely, I'm a fan of Val Demings, so I would like that. But I don't think she has the name draw. Man, Val Demings was the former police chief in Orlando. Like, I think that's just like. I think it would be. I think she would be a good pick. But I'm sorry, let's be real. Joe hasn't made the best choices for every damn thing. So I don't think it's going to be Val Demings. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's just, like I said, that's just kind of the feeling that I had today. Um, he, his, he didn't say much, but he sounded like a president. And this is my thing, yo. It's like, I want my president to at least sound like a president at this point. Because we really got somebody to sound like a dictator, like we listening to Mussolini, like at this point. So, you know what I mean? I just, I just asked because it was just like, damn, it's cool to see some old white dude just trying to be president, at least sound like a president again. So it was, that's, it's a shame that that's where we at, where. The bar has been lowered and we can't allow that bar to get that low. Cause a little more. This, this administration, like, and Summer said that to me when we were discussing the whole Joe situation. She was like, Ashley, just because we have Trump doesn't mean we lower the bar of who should be in the highest office of the land. And I was like, you're right about that. Like, he sucks and his, his standard is like, his standard is in hell, if you ask me. So we like he's just not even something that we compare whoever to but it's a breath of fresh air to hear someone talk with some sense and like use big words and you know sound like they read read books sometimes instead of twitter so we'll uh we got more to talk on that that conversation took us took us in but we are going to get on to um primary result these primary, I'm excited. All I want to say is it's looking real good for my girl Summer. Mm-hmm. Summer Lee, y'all. Y'all already know how I feel about her though. So um, we had how many states? We had eight states, including Pennsylvania, with primary results. So what? Indiana, Maryland, Montana, New Mexico, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Washington, D.C. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think, except for, what is it, Maryland and D.C.? I think everybody else is in, oh, in Rhode Island. My yeah. geography sucks, y'all. Is out central or out west? Yeah. Their numbers is going to come in late. Their um, numbers will come in later. Um, I looked at the photo. I mean, I guess at this point, it's, it's kind of null and void as far as the presidential caucus whole thing goes. Uh, but Biden's already won New Mexico, uh, Maryland, Indiana, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, so far. So, um, I was trying to see if there was any, the more particular races in those, um, in those states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there was a race in Maryland that I was trying to find out. So I'm going to see. mayor race? Yeah. I want to see if we. Possibly. I did want to check. I did actually need to check my group me to see if there was any um, 
updates. Shout out to the Black Caucus of uh, YEO and Local Progress. Um, I think we're still waiting. Yeah. Let me see. I was... Um... Because these, these elect, you know, well, let's talk about mail-in ballots and um, voter suppression because today there was, a, there was a man that came up to the poll that I had stopped at today and he was pissed because, you know, the, the, the communication on where he should have gone to go vote wasn't good and he went to a different polling location he got there it was the wrong location and fortunately someone was at that that place that drove him to his actual um voting place but i feel like there's going to be a lot of votes missed in this primary election because of that oh yeah there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of confusion with the ballots already um, I'm glad that the governor was was able to extend um, at least a week for the mail-in ballots, um, which is cool. But I think there's still going to be ballots that are missed or lost in the mail. The people still send it out too late. Um, people that didn't fill the ballot improperly, circles instead of filling in bubbles, different kind of things where it's there's still going to be some some snafus with with it. Um, but I'm curious about turnout um shout out to my brother golden that just get hopped on we just we were talking about um podcast something about podcast just drop check that out um but we were talking about voter turnout so we're definitely curious to see what what the turnout's going to be i think everybody's expecting it to be low um so i think it's going to be interesting to to see what the uh what the turnout is but i don't think it's going to be there's no way it's going to be as high as it would be between people being scared to go vote, between the melon thing, between people that were Democrats against the Republican ballots in the time, um, or vice versa. Uh, so there's gonna be a lot of things that kept people from being able to vote. Um, but one thing I gotta ask you, as did you see Mega Dude fight the constable at the polling place? At, at Alderdice? Alderdice. I didn't see the video. It was sent to me, but it, no. it didn't come through. But I got the, I got the intel on what happened. But let me tell you this. That dude is the same dude that was downtown heckling the PA clergy as they marched to the courthouse yesterday on Grand Street. It was holding up traffic, pointing to his little red cap, going in. The cops were coming to get in his car and drive off, and now you're at the polling place the next day fighting somebody. That's the kind of guy that needs to get arrested. Yeah, and you know his face because his face is all over. That's the kind of person that needs to be brought in because yeah. it's not going to be as pedestrian of an offense. You know what I'm saying? So people with law enforcement, narcs, feds, whatever you might be watching this, go get that dude in a little red cap that fought the constable. My man up at the dice and drove me to a dumpster. Cause I'm gonna tell you this: that was a black dude. We probably talk about another dead black man right now. He still went. He was still able to go vote. Yeah. Yeah. I well, and 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 to be technical, he should have been able to vote. You know, but he voted, and they escorted him out, and they told him you cannot return. 
But again, we know if that was a black man, I'm real curious what that would have looked like. I don't think, especially if he ain't know his rights, especially if he ain't know voter rights, probably gonna play that ignorance of the law thing and tell homie that he couldn't vote. It's crazy. Um, so I did look up that that Baltimore mayor race. So first off, okay, let's have this conversation too. Um, so there are six candidates oh, for the for that mayor seat. Brandon, we um, gonna talk offline about that, bro, because I'm definitely curious about that. We are gonna talk offline about what, what the message that Brandon just did. We gonna rap about that offline because I'm. I'm definitely curious about that. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. I, so here's the thing about what we do with this show and how we talk. Like, for so long, we have been counted out of conversations when it comes to politics. And so we don't feel like it's about us or people are talking to us. And we have to change the narrative in the conversation so one, people get it and know why it's important that we pay attention to what's going on in our local government and they can say what they want like what they just gonna have to be mad somebody said that philly polls closed at eight curfew was at six there was a curfew in philly today yeah On election day that don't even make sense that's cool two hours People, people don't get off work till six o'clock. Wow. Wow. Bell, uh, they asking for you, boo. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. That's definitely some voter suppression right there, if I've ever seen it. Because what the thing is, is you're taking a vote away from essential workers, from frontline workers, right? They work nine to five, four, yeah. 4.30, and it take an hour and a half to get to their crib, to their voting, to their polling place. So... That's definitely the truest act of suppression. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's definitely a form right there. Like, and and honestly, I had a, a conversation with my stepfather, and he was talking about, you know, what I'm saying he's a Black Panther, he's been in the military, you know, what I'm saying intelligent dude, but he was talking about to the point where the whole effort of everything that's happening is to get the election suspended in November. You know what I'm saying? So they're using the uprising and all this other kind of stuff as voter suppression. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're going to try to take advantage of the fact that people are going to fight the whole mail-in ballot thing, right? But then they're going to say, you still got to go vote, even though COVID's about to be high as hell, and they still don't want you to go vote, and then you can't mail it in in certain states. So it's either vote or get COVID, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they're going to try to play it. So many older people coming to the polls today, and it just broke my heart. But also, I think I know, too, that they don't trust it. And I think that's also why, because there's been so much misinformation about mail-in ballots. But, you know, we're going to talk more about it because we are going to have mail-in ballots in November. And it is no less secure than how we was already voting at the actual polling places. Like they have mail-in ballots in other cities and states. Um, our president votes by mail, so that's crazy. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Um, what results? Everybody say hi, Bellamy. <laughs> we just gonna put her like her name on the show too, because she's like a part of the show <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> but I, I I really feel some kind of way about. Uh, 
that curfew. DC was the same. Polls close at eight and curfews at seven. Like that, y'all, we just got a lot of work to do. Like I, I don't, <laughs> no matter what, it's just, there's a lot of work to do. And um, yeah, people right. that need to, we gonna make sure we really keep pushing the mail-in ballots. We, we'll have to probably just do an episode on mail-in ballots because people, we got to make sure everybody is registered before November. Um, Cause November, y'all, November is important. Um, hey, so, November's our lives, yo. November's our lives. It is. It is, man. I was, I was talking to, to I was me and my partner. We always had deep conversations. Um, what's up, baby? But she was like, "Yo, it's voter die." Literally, like. All the people that's talking about buying this and some people want to go do some dumb shit and still vote for Trump or you going to go vote for some third party. Mm-hmm. The third party candidate did pull out, though. Thank you. He did pull out. I saw that. So we should not have a third party. We shouldn't. Uh, still too early. Writing in Mickey Mouse, though. Like, we still going to have people writing in Mike Tyson. You know, and I think that's something that we'll talk about when we really can focus on the presidential election because, yeah, we, we, the, the president in that role is important, but it's the whole team. Like, I need the whole administration. Like, I need to know, I need to know everybody. Like, Secretary of Education, uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm losing my words, but I just need to know the whole administration because that's what we vote for. We are voting for more than a president. Um, we need that whole administration to just be smart and people that know what they're doing. Um, our own former first lady told us that she has sat at many tables and at those tables, they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about. And we need to take that seriously. Um, so shout out to Morgan for linking the election results um, in the chat. We appreciate all the support. Um, let me see. Yes, November is everything. Y'all, we're, 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 we're going to make it happen. So, so far, did you pull it up, Martel, too? What's that? Did, that, did you pull up the results or I just got them? Oh, I got them. Hey, I, I scrolled down the, up the comments, man. People's funny, yo. I love y'all. Yeah. Like, I love us. I love y'all. Like, we, we legit. We're going to make it. We're going to make it do to do because we got to. Yeah. Um. I ran into like a childhood uh, friend at um, the polling place when I was, um, you know, helping out for summer's campaign. And we just had a really good conversation about, we really have to just get involved. Like, it doesn't matter how frustrating politics can be. Like, y'all, our kids don't deserve this. Bellamy's not doing this. If Bellamy's doing this, we move into another country, like for real. Cause this ain't it. Um, so let me see. I scroll through. I got, I already got, I already been looking at other countries. Like I've been, I've been looking up, you know what I'm saying? Possible places to relocate, man. And just try to work as a diplomat or something. I don't know, but I've been thinking about it. So it's still, yeah, it's still early with these results. I don't even think. They are, but some of these elections, we already know fit in the way. Like. We do just because it was kind of heated with our our district, our Congress seat with Mike Doyle. 
Um, right now, Mike Doyle is up uh, 55,000 plus votes. Jerry Dickinson is at 22 right now. Um, who else? That's it. Then state level, the Auditor General, Michael Lamb is in the lead, and then Nina Ahmad uh, is behind him, but they, they have a really big um, difference. Michael Lamb has 106,000 votes, and then Nina has 14,000. Yeah, I think Michael Lamb got that one. Yeah, who else? County. Yeah, let me get to our county or our locals. Who are these? Nicole, Rob, I don't know any of these. Okay, so the 19th district race, that's with Arion, Ebony, and Jake Wheatley. Uh, that's pretty close. Arion is at 2,030 and Jake is at 3,213. What are the details on that? I wonder if it's given the percentage. Uh, it's still early. It says it's still, uh, it's still early. Yeah. Um, that one's that's probably gonna be one of the um that in District 30. I think District 30 is probably gonna be one of the who district who, which race is that? District 30, that's um that Jess? Yeah, that's, that's the, the race with Jess. There's so many candidates in that race too. Um Okay, so whoo! So there's also District uh, 20, which is Adam Ravenstall, who's the incumbent, and Emily Kincaid, who we endorsed with Unite. Um, she is currently in the lead with 4,000 plus votes, and Adam is at 3,000, but again, it's still early. Um, it's not 30, it's 36. My bad, that's a 36 district with uh, Jess Benham, Heather Crash, uh, Ed Moeller, and Mark uh, Johnson. Jess Benham's up right now. Okay. Um, Ed Moeller's second, uh, but Jess is up. Still early, though, 0%. Um, but I hope Jess Benham can, can hold that lead because that's who I really like to see in that seat. Same. Um, Jess is another candidate that we've endorsed with Unite2. Um, She's a strong candidate, and what Jess also, what I like about Jess too, is she's able to bring a perspective um, because you, we don't talk a lot about people with um, disabilities, and so she is able to just bring that perspective to the table because there's just something that you don't think about. No. Um, so that's that's a that's a heavy race. I mean, there's a lot of um, Jesus. Yeah. Why can't we get Tony DeLuca out? Because, I mean, you got to have the right person run. That's what it comes down to. Penn gotta, Hills. Come on, Penn Hills. Y'all got somebody. Y'all yeah. got somebody in Penn Hills that can run against him. Y'all got to get somebody know, in Tennessee. I know somebody in Penn Hills. I actually know two people. I know somebody, too, and I need to probably talk to her. I don't know if she's watching, but I'm going to have to text her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's the same her I'm thinking about, but there's definitely somebody that I think could show right up in here. We'll have to talk offline on that. We don't want to speak too early, but listen, we got to start plotting on people that can take these seats. Like, that is literally how this works. Yeah. Um, that's... 
23rd race for state senate. Um, uh, Jay Costa is up close to 25,000 votes. Okay. Bill Brenton with 7,000 votes. Um, okay. Those 32,000 votes counted. Still 0%, but uh, boss man's not losing. Uh, so Senator Costa is about to retain the title. For yeah. The Thanks for playing, Bill. But uh, yeah, Senator Senator Jay's about to, to get that. Yeah, you know I met Bill. Um, he's a nice guy. Um, but yeah, he's nice. He's nice, but yeah, I, I'm just scrolling through all. The, oh, we have way too many state representative seats. Can we have that conversation too? Yeah, um, that conversation because I've been getting a lot of angry calls about that, um, about how many state reps that we have, uh, and I'm trying to like get rid of it. And, and we got like 200 plus state representatives, which is a lot. I mean, I think it comes into where are you gonna take those seats from, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the conversation. Like, where do you take them seats that you're going? You know what I'm saying? That you're that you're going to change? Like, where do those come from? like Penn Hills, like that's how I just, it's mind blowing that, it's mind blowing that there hasn't been someone, um, I just knew it was going to happen after Bethany took that, uh, that county seat. I was like, you know what, we can do this. But they can't like, the candidate just hasn't presented themselves. Like, so after this primary race, um, I think those are conversations that we can also start to have as we prepare for upcoming elections. Like we got to start looking for candidates. I'm drinking the same thing. Hey, D. Lou, what up, brother? D. Lou, Philly, my man, love you, bro. My man. man. So, uh, my man, Dom, four for four podcast out of Philly. You know what I'm saying? We we show podcast love. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Four for four. Check that out. You know what I'm saying? Sports talk. Philly sports talk, man. That's my brother. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, my mom's, you know, seeing her Facebook. So one thing about the elections this year, because of the pandemic, because um, someone was asking me about voter turnout at the poll for summer. And I was like, voter turnout's gonna look different because you have every single polling place all in one. So in a polling place that typically has less than 100 people on a normal voting day, which is still low voter turnout, I want to make that point, to hear 750 sounds like a lot, but how many polling places have is that condensed into one? Um, so I can't wait until the numbers come out to really show what the results are, but... Um, <laughs> my text messages are just blowing up and it's making me so excited um that's what you're drinking that's really yeah. good everybody's that's like how's summer doing great she's doing great all i'm gonna say is shout out to state rep summer lee she ain't going nowhere um what else do we have? I think those are like our really big races. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly, 
Yeah. The, the state races are, are the biggest. A lot of people are running unopposed. Um, Dan Franco's running unopposed. Ed Ganey, my state rep. Sarah Marauder's running unopposed. Um, and then a lot of the races are Republican races, though. Um, and then the delegates, which I think is probably not going to really be able to be figured tonight. Not that now. I think that's going to be tallied next um, for until like the next week, uh, as far as how those votes go. Um, Jim Brewster's going to unopposed. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be hour and a half late into the night before I think they get stuff tallied. But I think there's going to be some races that. I think there might be at least two races that's probably going to go to the mail-in ballots next week. Um, and I think we'll discuss that. But I think it's just going to be so so close because there are a lot of people that weren't planning on going out to vote today. You know, and then there was a lot of people that got their ballots, like, last week. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't really think that they're going to really be able to tally all of those tonight. No, they're not. And then with the executive order from the governor that changed the, what is it? As long as your ballot was postmarked today, they're still going to accept it, which I thought that's what it should have been from the beginning. I, we're not going to have a conversation. We're going to do that later after we have the results from this. But there's just a lot of things. I, I told someone at the polls today because they were really upset with how the decisions were made on polling locations, because even in Wilkinsburg, Wilkinsburg, I heard, was also crazy. Um, there were just better locations to um, provide better parking, um, access. Uh, the polling location for Swissville at the um, school, I mean, it's not an easy walk to get to. Um, so that, that, that way of voter suppression was really crazy especially in a region that's supposed to be predominantly democratic so take note um it's it's not supposed to be that way and therefore because now pennsylvania has mail-in ballots we have we have to take that seriously like i feel very confident about my vote on my mail-in ballot um i dropped my ballot in the mail on the 27th and it was received the next day now that wasn't everybody's situation and i know there's things that happen there's human error but it's it's there like you can't vote twice like you can't um so yeah we we just have a lot of conversations to have about our um the processes that we have to follow to uh exercise our right to vote and you know what else I love about mail-in ballots? I saw someone post this. You get the ballot at home when you don't know a candidate, especially when we have those ballots with all the judges, you can literally sit at your computer and Google everybody. Yeah. You right. can Google everybody. Right. So, um, you know, we could just, we just have to, the, to change the conversation and the perspective and how people think about it. Um, 45 talking about people are going to take your steal your ballots out your mailbox. No, they're not. They're not man. No, they're not. How do they know what day is getting dropped off? Like, get out of here. It don't make no sense. I'm going to be checking your mailbox every morning. I'm going to come check UNTA's mailbox every morning and steal your ballots, Ash. Like, I'm going to just talk about mailbox and steal y'all, just y'all ballots. 
That's it. Not your neighbor. Wow. And people really believe that stuff. So even when we were, I was doing text banking for Unite and we're reaching out to remind people about their ballots, like, it's just, whew, people are angry out here, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for everybody that's following us now, we appreciate y'all sticking with us. Uh, yeah. Millennials is episode 12. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Black Political Millennials. We on Twitter. What's the Twitter? Is it? It's BPM underscore 412. Yeah. Let me make sure because Black Political Millennials was too long, so I had to change it to BPM underscore 412. And um, check out our episodes. We are on Spotify, Mm -hmm. Apple Music, and Anchor. And and we're on Google Podcasts. And also these lives will keep on our page, so if someone wants to come back and watch, they can do that too. Yeah, so we'll keep them catalog. Uh, email us at bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. If y'all got any questions, concerns, comments, ideas, uh, hit us up there. Uh, we're both on Facebook, both on IG. Uh, but appreciate y'all just, just, just you know what I mean? Well, we just had a second. I just want to thank y'all for, for, for tuning in. Yeah, thank uh, you, still- We appreciate it. Episode 11 with Summer Lee. Check that out. Uh, that's doing numbers. The lab's doing numbers. Uh, yeah. That was definitely a big show. We did some numbers on this one. Uh, so we'll just keep this going. We appreciate the support. We got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of, a lot of love uh, from people we know and, and didn't know, you know what yeah. I'm saying, podcast. So that's, that's dope. So we thank y'all for rocking with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Coming out, supporting and all that good stuff. Reposting our stuff. Like, y'all just really show us love. And y'all, y'all also let us know that it's needed. Like, we need to keep having these conversations. We need to. Um, and, and when we tell you things, tell other people. Like, spread the word. Word of mouth is powerful. Because um, this, this, this stuff got to change. Hey, before we, before we hop off, though, I need, like, four minutes. Because I got to talk about some real shit oh wait and we also have to wrap up with our game too i gotta find my cards but yeah, you see I got mine on deck. so <laughs> uh, over the weekend in pittsburgh there was a lot of protests peaceful protests and then there was some chaos but in my neighborhood of homewood there was a block party to celebrate the hood to bring everybody out and for hours and hours, it was love. It looked like a scene from Paid in Full. The strip was lined up. It was. Dancing. People was connecting. Pictures. It was love. Um, and then later on, a fight turned to chaos. And a lot of people were shot. And some people lost their lives. Um, and I want to send love to the family of people that lost loved ones. But I lost a, a, a good friend. Uh, on Saturday, a brother that I knew a good part of my life mm-hmm. uh, from Homewood. Then as we grew up, we worked, th- we worked together at Community Empowerment, showing love for the babies. And that was my man for you. Um, so I, I, I can't wrap a show without being able to, to, to give love to my brother, Sean Reese. Mm-hmm. Nitty or Nit Nit, 
Yes, rest in power, man. Stand up, brother. You know what I'm saying? He was more than just a promoter in a club. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people forget. You know what I'm saying? He was a father. You know what I'm saying? Most importantly, he was a father of some beautiful children. Mm-hmm. And I think people is losing that right now and everything that's happening is that there's some children right now at this moment, this, because they lost their dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for whatever the reason was, it's some dumb shit. For whatever the reason was, mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't worth a life. It wasn't worth the life of a king. You know what I'm saying? My brother Anthony, who was on here, I don't know if he's still watching, but he said, he said, Sean had a legendary spirit, and that's perfect. Yeah. Legendary spirit. And yeah. a lot of people don't know is that Sean had some more dope stuff lined up that he was about to make happen. You know what I'm saying? Me and him had multiple conversations. He was connecting with some people. Yeah. So it wasn't about to just be, it wasn't just secrets to him. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't just content with having a club and having days where it was a party. It was more than that. You know what I'm saying? So people took a big, somebody took a large chunk of our city, of our community, of our family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They took and, someone's partner too. I definitely want to shout out his lady, Taronda, too, because. No question. That is just. So it's, it's, it's important that as we discuss how we're treated outside of our community, we got to start treating each other better too, yo. Because there's no way that's, there's no reason that that should have happened. That, no- hate, that hate is the same hate that we was talking about at the beginning of this show. And we are better than that. That's real, man. Because guess what, yo? We always say it's all kin, uh, skin folk, ancient kin folk, and everybody that got the same uniform, you ain't on your team. Mm-hmm. You know and I think we gotta, we, one thing that we got to do, yo, people will say the black and black crime. I know black and black crime. But what I'm going to say, though, is we got a people, we got to value our lives. Yeah. We all value our lives and other people's lives. Because yep. we won't have this killing shit. Yeah. We're losing their life over a dumb shit, over replaceable things mm-hmm. that we value life in. So that's what we got to work on as a people, yo. We yep. want white folks to do stuff. We want institutions to do stuff. We want neighborhoods and communities and departments and all these other people to do stuff. There's still work we got to do too. Yeah. Value in life. I could have value your life and value on other people's lives. You know what I'm saying? That's where it starts. If you go around people that don't value life like that, they don't love you. You know what I'm saying? If you around people that don't value life like that, they don't care about you. They don't care about themselves. And yep. it's there's a separation. Yeah. You know, we talk about unfriending people that are silent and unfriending people that's all this. Yo, unfriend people that support that lifestyle too. Unfriend people that's going to hire people that's shooting people as killers. Unfriend people that ain't going to make sure that their community's getting the right thing, yo. There's still work that got to be done here. Yeah. And it's not on everybody else. There's work here, too. So I just want to say that I love that brother. And there's a lot of people that's trying to make some great things happen to make sure that there's a legacy for him. And I'm in the mix for that. And, and, and I say this here is... I'm going to go harder at whatever I do because of Nip Nip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like any people was trying to talk about who's Nip, who's Pittsburgh Nip, all of that. Nitty was Nip. Conversation is done. You know what I'm saying? How way he was trying to put on for Homewood, what he was doing for Homewood, that's like Nip. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So there ain't no more conversations. That's, that's, that's Nip yeah. for us. You know what I'm saying? And I'm always going to speak Nitty's name. 
and I'm always going, you know what I'm saying? Love his babies. Love and his I'm, family. Mm -hmm. So Sean Reese, my brother, you know what I'm saying? I love you. You know what I'm saying? And and we're going to rock out for you from now until forever. So I, I had to make sure that I got that off my I'm so glad you did that. That was a that was a necessary part of this conversation. And I'm glad we saved it for the end because that's that's for us. Like that's that's something for us to also talk about and work on. Um, because we gotta reach back to these young people. We gotta we we gotta show up in our neighborhoods too. So um thank you for those words and whew. You know, we're like, we lifting everybody up because that, that. Let me get my cards out so we can play the game. You already know how we do. Everybody, card revoked, y'all. Everybody can play along. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to play with the few, the, the few people that we got left. We appreciate y'all that's still here. We could play a few rounds. Are we going to do the majority rules again or correct answers there's some majority rules let's get everybody let's i like majority rules with all the people on the live too so wow there's some good ones there's i know oh i'm not gonna do that one Yo, we going live again next week after the results is counted, y'all. So put that on your calendar now. We, we back. Live again. BPM, we here. We ain't going nowhere. Let me know when you got one. All right, yeah, I got one. I just picked four, so I'm just going to mix them up. Um, man, I don't know if I want to do that one. Um, I got a, I'm a, you know, we got multiple shows coming up, so I'm going to. Oh, I got I'm going to save this one, though, because this is going to be a debate. This one's going to be a, a big debate, so we'll... Save that for another one. Or no, let's do this one now. Let's do this one now. You going to do it now? This is Majority Rules. Who is the best female soul singer of all time? Oh, man. A, Patti LaBelle. B, Aretha Franklin. C, Etta James. Or D, Anita Baker. Dang. Put your answers in the comments. I think I got my pick. Oh, I think I got my pick. See what y'all thinking. Repeat, you wanna repeat them? Yeah. Uh, best female soul singer of all time is A, Patti LaBelle, B, Aretha Franklin, C, Etta James, or D, Anita Baker. What's your pick? What's my pick? Yeah. I'm gonna go with B, Aretha Franklin, but I'm gonna just say that I like Patty better, me personally. I just like her songs. I just like, you know what I'm saying, some of the songs and just the way she sings songs and, and, the, and the lyrics. So I mean, personally, I like Patty, but I think Aretha is is the queen. You know? um, so yeah, yeah, so I, I'm gonna go with B. I see some A's. Yeah, um, I think. I think I'm a, I don't know, cause I feel Kara, like I do like Nita and, and my homegirl T, like it's just guaranteed that she's always gonna play it and it's just always on point. 
Anita's, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with Anita. Because I'm going to say this. If I had to play some a jam from somebody, I'm going to play two Anita songs before I play a Patti LaBelle song. <laughs> somebody said none of the above. So, Wait, that was Adam. <laughs> I don't even know who else we could put in that conversation, but I do love. So what, we got Patty. We got Anita. Which no, Who was A? Was that Patty? A was Patty, B was Aretha Franklin, C was Etta James, and then D was uh, Patty LaBelle. No, D was Anita Baker. Uh, D was Anita Baker. My fault. A was. Patty. I'm going with D. I feel it. I love Anita too. Yeah, like, Patty LaBelle is good though. I mean, I, you know what I think about with Patty LaBelle, Patty's pies, and Dante got this video that his mom will never let die when he was eating the pies and he started singing. Hey, yo, I just saw that a couple months ago. <laughs> your mom will probably share it every year because it's hilarious. Yo. Um, so who's winning this one? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. They're like a tie. Because we got a good amount of Anita's and then... Uh, Diana Ross, Nina, Diana over them. I love Diana, but like I, love, I, love, I, love, I think Diana Ross is more of a pop. Yeah, like singer. Um, so now, I, Nina, I was listening to Nina today. They had a few songs with her on that Apple, um, that Apple live stream with nothing but black music. That was is so dope. I hope it's still going. I'm probably gonna turn it on when this goes off, but. So I think uh, I got an old iPad. I don't know what Jaleesa put. So is it a tie between Patty and Anita? Is that what we got? It's, if somebody wants Tally Smiley in a group, I want to unbiased tally, tally the votes, but I think that might be. Mary <laughs> J. <laughs> Monique, don't, don't play about Mary J. Monique will go off. That is her sis, her auntie. I don't know where, where, where she put her, but that's her boo. Who's the next versus battle, man? Who's the next versus battle? Did they release that yet? Are they still going? Yeah. Even though people's going to the green, are they going to keep doing these into so, the green? I'm <laughs> so I'm going to keep it. I got one, and I'm going to keep it in the music. You kind of helped me, and I'm going to bring it a, a little more current, but I, I'm real curious about this one. Mm -hmm. So mine is, who is the best group to ever come out of Atlanta? Oh man. I know. A TLC B Outcast C Escape or D Migos. <laughs> they had to put Migos in there, huh? That's that for me that's I love TLC. Me too. I, I still got Crazy Sexy Cool on a CD in my car and I keep it. That last song for Andre 3000 was so hard. I was going to say Outkast, though. Like, between TLC and Outkast, like... My answer is Outkast, though. I had to get TLC love, but my question is Outkast. No, no question. Yeah, I think I might have to go with Outkast on that one. Before their times, man. <laughs> my homie Dom already knew. He said, I would say, Out you already know. Yeah. yeah. You already know, <laughs> know I'm going to say Outkast, bro. That <laughs> I mean that there's it's just like legendary kind of with Outcast. Yeah. I know Morgan TLC. I mean TLC. Crazy sexy cool. I could still rock 
Crazy Sexy Cool beginning to end, though. Like, oh, no question. No that question. album. And then Fan Mail was good, too. Fan Mail was definitely good. Fan Mail was good. Some amigos. <laughs> Aquemi. Yeah. Outcast. I think Outcast is going to win that one. Okay. Aquemi, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yo. Shout out to my husband for correcting my pronunciation. Everything. ATA Aquemini. Southern Playlist, they kind of knew Speaker Box, Anna Love Below. Man, I just pray that they give us something else, show. I, I love Outcast. We'll see. We will see. Um, all right. Well, we had our round of Black Car Revoke. Yeah. This was and a good one. We're sticking on. Hey, uh, also, we want to do the game night. We want to do, we want to make that game night thing happen. We'll talk. It. Yeah, we'll we'll make some plans. We'll make some plans. Shout out to those that are going to listen to this episode. We appreciate y'all too, for helping us get our listens up. Um, and we just gonna keep coming at y'all. So, what time is it? Um, you know, it's getting a little late, but it's election night. This is what we do on election night. And then this year, I normally would be at a party right now because you know we win up in this house one way or another. <laughs> so I'm sad that we in the house right now and not celebrating these wins that's coming through because I mean you remember we were supposed to have an event today. We were. That's why we decided to do this. COVID, we were supposed to have something planned. We was gonna be all be together. Mm-hmm. Right now was eating tacos or wings or something. Listen, it's come it's it's gonna happen and when we, we make it happen, it's gonna be bigger and better. It's all good, because we got some like we can make that make that Real big, real, real big. And we're gonna try and get this kid to sleep because she is still up. Hey, yo, everybody, be blessed. We love you. Love yourself. Take care of yourself. Take time for yourself. Unplug when you need to. Mm-hmm. Check on your fam, check on your people, man. Cause yeah. I've been saying, all right, right now, we gotta love one each other because we all we got. We do. Love y'all. Thank you. We will catch y'all on episode 13.